BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is MRN Crew Call, brought to you by Hercules Tires. The Florida tour continues. Daytona 500 is done. Daytona road course is done. This week, we head to Homestead Miami Speedway for the Florida Trifecta. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network. One of the things when we laid this show out a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the interesting people in the garage area of NASCAR. You could almost make a sitcom of the people in the garage area. Well, Netflix has done it. The crew is the Netflix sitcom. Kevin James is the lead actor in it. His name on the show is Kevin Gibson. Well, there's another Gibson that we're more familiar with, Tony Gibson. He's the 2017 winning championship crew chief for the Daytona 500. And he consulted with Kevin James on the crew. So that's what we're going to talk to. We're going to talk to Tony Gibson, old man, here on Crew Call. For decades, Dryden Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Dryden offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Dryden.com. Dryden, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Fans everywhere. Kevin, I'm curious, who have you been talking to in terms of crew chiefs to, to get a feel for what you want to go with and drivers? We saw the trailer, of course, with a couple of drivers in it, but who have you been talking to to try to get your arms around this project? Uh, it's been Tony Gibson, who I, I, I based my name off of, Kevin. We gave him that because he's been such a great ally. He's been so helpful in helping me. And he came on set and he would just call BS when he saw it. And he's like, this would never, t-, you know. Uh, and, and knowing that it's also a show that's got to, you know, so it's like he knew the exact line to draw and, and be like, this is what it would be like. Uh, and he, he's been teaching me so much about, the aspects of all of it about assembling the team and and what you got to do as a leader. And it's just such a cool thing for me to be part of. And uh, I was actually able to go down to a race with him 
and and watch them go through the whole thing where they put the car and the lasers and all that and they test the measurements of everything and it's insane people don't know that what goes into this stuff and you know so it's it's just you know we've been doing the research i've watched you know uh uh, Richard Petty's son Kyle. I've been watching Coffee with Kyle. I've been watching him do interviews with all these old racers, and it's like, man, you learn so much, and it's it, it's just exciting. It's just a world I didn't know about, but I'm learning more and more about, and it's it's incredible. It's fun. That is Motor Racing Network's Woody Kane with Kevin James, star of the crew. Well, maybe Kevin James is star of the crew. Maybe the star of the crew, as far as we're concerned with NASCAR, is our crew chief Tony Gibson. Hey, old man, what's going on? How y'all doing? Good to see you. Good, good to see you. This um, project you were on, as a matter of fact, the uh, the, the the crew member's name, uh, Kevin Gib- uh, Kevin James's name is Kevin Gibson. He even stole your last name on this deal, old man. Yeah, um, it was pretty crazy. We went up there uh, to hang out for a few days, and uh, while they were doing some of the, you know, getting started with some of the scenes and kind of getting everything up and running and. So they wanted some input on just what it's like to be, you know, at the shop as a crew chief on the road and things that happen, you know, and um, they were at Homestead, uh, you know, last year and kind of went through um, through the inspection line with NASCAR and kind of the ins and outs and uh, to help them get a better understanding of, you know, what our sport's about and what it takes. And um, so, yeah, it, it, uh, it was pretty cool uh, to go up there and, um, you know, actually we got there and, they didn't have a whole lot set up um, to be honest with you in the shop. They had some cars in there, and but they needed help, like, you know, setting up where the toolboxes needed to go and, and cars and kind of how a shop was laid out, those kind of things. So, you know, they're working with really small areas, believe it or not, when they're, it looks big on TV, but they're really small areas that they do these shots in. So um, it was interesting to, uh, to try to help kind of orchestrate a little bit of the, the layout of the scenes and the layout of the, the shop itself. And uh, yeah, it was, it was walking around and they were picking my brain and, you know, the whole time we're doing this, I'm trying to understand what they're doing. Cause it was interesting to me to see too, how much money went into <laughs> to making something for five seconds. Um, and then, uh, you know, seeing how it all comes together and, and, uh, and how that whole, how the whole deal operates. Uh, it was pretty amazing. It is. It, it amazed me listening to Kevin James. He's done some uh, interviews over the course of time since the show came out. He seems to have a real passion to, to get in character and to understand it. It, it. it seemed like he really must have picked your brain a fair amount on that. Yeah, he did. And, and we, we, were, we were on the phone quite a bit before we actually met and uh, before we went to Homestead. Um, and then uh, while we were at Homestead, we spent quite a bit of time that whole day on race day. Uh, in the motorhome talking about things and talking, trying to get him up to speed. And like I said before, just going through the garage and, and seeing how our day starts and how our day ends um, on a race day. Um, and I think they were overwhelmed at, at actually what goes on uh, in our world. Um, and uh, like I said, from, from that point on, it was, it was uh, pretty much every day in touch with those guys um, either on the phone and, and then once we got to a certain point where they needed me up there, uh, they, they flew in my wife, uh, me and my wife up to, to New York. And um, yeah, it was pretty cool to hang out with those guys. And, and like I said before, it's, uh, you know, Kevin James is just no matter, you know, he's funny doing anything, right? His facial expressions and, 
uh, just they're just crazy, and and we laugh the whole time. And and to be honest with you, watching watching them do this, you know, they have little scripts they go by, and the writers are in there writing stuff, and and you know, you can tell he'll, he'll like get to a point to where this is frustrating. I'm just going to do my thing, uh, and then he would start doing his thing, and then you know everybody's laughing in there because you can't control it, right? He's just he's time to be me and. Uh, he is, he's an hilarious guy, but a fun guy and a super nice guy to be around. Um, we got to spend some really good, um, time, you know, just hanging out in his, uh, in his place there. Um, in the, in the Netflix, uh, complex there, he has a, uh, like a house inside that, um, city block building, um, where he has his own, you know, his own, uh, bedroom. It's just like a house inside this building. Um, so there was a little lounge area in there. So after they would go into a scene, the writers would stop and go off in their little room and start working on what they needed to change. And then he would say, come on, let's go. And we would go in his little office and they were smoking big old cigars and, and eating. And it was just, it was just so much fun to be personal with a guy like that, you know, and, and, uh, he, to be honest with you, man, he's just like me and you, he, we started talking about hunting and fishing and, and, uh, the things that I was passionate of doing, uh, you know, and then, you know, he would open up and, and talk about the things that, you know, his family and what they love to do. And, and, uh, so it was to be one-on-one and kind of get on ground level with somebody like that was pretty, pretty amazing. And, and all the writers and, and, uh, you know, the, the, those guys were, have done, you know, some huge movies and to be sitting in a room with those guys, um, just shooting the crap with those guys was, was pretty amazing. It's something I'll never forget. It, it strikes me, Tony, that um, it strikes me that we have these huge motorsports complexes, Stuart Haas Racing, Henrik Motorsports, these huge complexes to put one race car on the track for one race. There's probably a lot of comparisons with the huge movie facilities, as you say, to put five seconds or to put one 30 minute show together. It's 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 insane. Um, the amount of work and the hours um, that they would work, you know, we would get there at, uh, around six 30 or seven in the morning. Uh, and they were already there getting started getting their things together and getting ready to start. Um, uh, and then, you know, we would leave me and my wife would leave around eight or nine that night. Um, and those guys would stay there and work till midnight, one o'clock on getting ready, what needed to be changed to, to start the next day. So they're long, long hours. I was really, I'm telling you, I was, I was amazed at the hours that they put in to just do something that's like you said, for a five minute deal, uh, was just incredible. Uh, you know, and the amount of talent of the people that, uh, built the sets and lay everything out and, and how they had to scramble to get from this room to this room, how organized it was, you know, getting cameras here, cameras there and having it ready so that he could walk out of one scene into another scene. And, uh, it's just, it's incredible. It was eye opening to me. Um, to be able to spend, uh, you know, three days in his world. So how did the shows come out? I mean, you've you, you watched the, you, you, you watched the final edition and everything like that. What, what kind of stands out to you after being on the making of the sausage and then eating the sausage, if you will? <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, they, they just come out there on, uh, on Monday there. So um, I started out, I saw the first two uh, yeah. drops on Monday uh, and I watched another one last night. I had a radio show to do and that lasted to like nine 30. So we, we got on Netflix and I watched the third, um, the, the, the third uh, setting. And, uh, it's, uh, it's scary of, you know, 
a lot of it is 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 my life like me you know they took a lot of the stories of me how I got going and, and through the sport and it's a lot about just an old redneck crew chief and you know he he gets into this world of uh, engineering and and you know it's me it's it's and we were we were watching them do these scenes me and my wife were standing right there while they're doing the the scenes and doing all the practice stuff and she looked at me and she said, this thing's about you. Like, this is your life. So, uh, yeah, it, it, watching this stuff, you know, was, uh, there was a lot of things that, that are in it, um, that remind me of, of me coming up, um, you know, and getting to where I, 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 uh, I am today. So that's pretty cool to watch. And it, it was pretty neat for them to include me in that. And, um, you know, um, you know, my wife, Beth, so she, she's pretty pumped because, you know, the, the lead lady is Beth. So, uh, you know, her first name, my last name. So we were pretty pumped about that. Um, but, but I love the show so far. It's been funny. I, 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 uh, I sent Kevin a text, um, after I saw the very first, uh, you know, the first drop, the first episode, I texted him and I said, Hey man, look what I'm watching, you know? And he said, man, how did I do? You know, he texted me back. He said, how do you think, I, how did I do? And I said, man, you're horrible. I said, <laughs> I said, you did terrible. Can't believe it turned out this bad. He's like, what, what are you serious? But um, we had a good time texting back and forth uh, about it. And uh, yeah, I text him after every episode, let him know what I think. And uh, he texts me back, you know, and can't wait till the next one. And, and it's been a blast. I mean, just uh, we're trying to watch one a night, um, you know, cause I'm an early, I go to bed early. I mean, it's eight 30. I'm, I'm done. So me and my wife try to watch at least one of them a night and until we get all 10 of them in. What strikes me about what I've seen of it, and I've watched a little bit, bits and pieces of the crew, the characters and the personalities, the different people. And you're like, no, there's no way. No, there's no way. And then I think about it and it's like, we have just as many of those characters and personalities in our life. And when you look at your career, you probably ran into every one of those characters multiple times. Every one of them and still do. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the whole thing. It's like, man, that, that, that happened. I've had that, you know, that character right there is, I know a guy like that, or I've been around a guy like that. Yeah. And uh, so that's what makes it funny. Right. It's um, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, not only, you know, it's kind of like the King of Queens, you know, it's, it took you a while to realize that he was a UPS driver, right? Cause he's so funny that you pay so much attention to him that you're like, was he in a locker room at a UPS store? You know, I, I, I don't, but now with the NASCAR deal, you know, they've, it, it seems like they've integrated a lot more of our, our sports like racetrack scenes and cars and, and drivers and, and, and uh, media people in the, in this, uh, in this show that's uh that's bringing more of that uh out than i than i noticed in king of queens so uh, it seems like they've upped their game uh, about giving nascar and, and us uh some love you know in this one I, I find that amazing i remember um and, and you'll probably remember this uh when they were doing herbie the love bug movie and they had the car on the track for the start of the race at auto club and yeah. i actually had that end of pit road so yeah. I actually went down there and, and could have called the pit stop. It I love when the real world gets together with yeah. Hollywood and everything. It's really fascinating how they put that all together. It it is, um, you know, no different than Days of Thunder and stuff. You right. know, seeing all that went was, uh, you know, last week was was incredible. You know, you you know I was, I was I was I was in the sport. You know, digging hard in the sport, but you never really realized how much different people influenced that movie. Um, you know, and how much of all that stuff is real. It's real things that happened. 
um, and, and watching this, the, um, the crew, you know, it's the same thing, you know, that, that really happens. Yeah, that happens. That guy says that, yeah, that guy does that. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed it last night was probably the funniest episodes. Uh, I won't, I won't spoil it for who hadn't been watching, but, um, you know, some of the scenes in there that, uh, really touched my life. Uh, some of the things he took out of my life and plugged in there is pretty funny to watch. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying it. That is amazing. That is so cool. So cool. That's for sure. Uh, Tony, going into the real NASCAR world, not the crew NASCAR world. Um, when we look at you, you're the production manager there. So you're the shop foreman, the floor manager. You're the you're the guy that gets everything to, to Rodney and to Booga and, to, and to everybody else. And you're the one that does that. Um, we're 10 months into this life with no practice, no qualifying. What have we learned? What's it been like? How has that altered what NASCAR shop life is like? Well, it's a lot different on our side. And, and, you know, COVID changed more than just what happens at the racetrack, right? It mm-hmm. changed what how we perform at the at the shop. And, you know, we, we work on split shifts. We don't have uh, a lot of people in the shop at one time. So we try to try to regulate the amount of body count in, in our building uh, in, in a small space. So working with that and, and getting the right people in here and, and, and making everybody happy. You know, everybody wants to be in here working all the time, but we can't do that obviously with COVID. So that's been a little bit of a, um, you know, a struggle. Um, but, you know, we've, we've adapted. It took a little while, but everybody kind of adapted to the split shifts and we're fair. We flipped the guys, you know, back and forth. And, um, so that's, that's been probably one of our biggest hurdles here is just the uh, management of the people and trying to keep everybody happy and get the work done. Right. Um, yeah. So it, it, it is tough, but, you know, one of the things as far as prepping cars for the track, it's just so the details have to be done here now, right? So once, when they leave, they hit the racetrack. That's all they do is come off the truck, go right in line for inspection, uh, and, and then race. So um, from, from us making sure that the templates fit and making sure that the OSS passes when they get there, and all those little details that, that have to be, that we can't miss one now, right? Before they would have practice, uh, you know, they had a couple practices and then qualifying and then practice, two more practices. There was time to find little things. If you had a problem, you could fix it. If the car wasn't right, you could fix it. We don't have that anymore, right? So the the amount of detail um, that we have to do now before we load these cars is incredible. It's insane um, because we can't afford to make a mistake anymore. Um, and, and you see it in a lot of cars. Some guys unload and they're wicked fast and you know, and they win races and, and, but they've paid attention to details and they've got great people that uh, have, have, have bought into this. Um, and it, it's what we do. So, you know, we, we, nobody wanted this, we were dealt this, right. So whoever complies to it and adjusts to it is going to come out on top. And, uh, you know, we had a great year last year, you know, we won a ton of races uh, on the Xfinity and the cup side. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, I felt like we did our job. I felt like at Stuart Hoss racing, everybody here did their job to, to go out and, and win those kind of rate, that amount of races and, and, um, you know, be a threat every week, um, with, with all of our cars, uh, and to take a rookie, go out and win a race, um, with a rookie team and everything was, is pretty impressive. So uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I give Stuart Hawson a, you know, um, for, for what we did and, and what we overcome. Um, so we got to do the thing, same thing again, right. But we got to do it better. We didn't win the big show, right. We won the, 
we won the, uh, you know, the, 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 the normal uh, point seasons championship, but we didn't win the final one. So uh, we got some work to do on that. We got to, we got to, you know, take the things we did wrong and, and apply them and, and, uh, and make ourselves better. So that that's what we've been focused on um, since Phoenix was over last year is, you know, we're going to be dealt with these same situations. What did we do right? What did we do wrong? Uh, and, and let's try to correct those. And, uh, and, and keeping everybody happy while you're doing that is, is tough. It's a tough job. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not an easy job at all. You know, it's harder than crew chief. And, you know, when you're crew chief in a car, you know, you have, you know, about 22 guys that you have to manage. Yeah. Um, you're worried about one car. You know, now I got to worry about four cars and 300 and some people. So it's, it's difficult. It's, it's hard, to, you know, the, and, and the, the, the people side of this is really tough. That's the tough part is, is treating everybody fairly and treating everybody and motivating people. Everybody has different buttons you to push or don't want to push. And you got to wiggle your way around that. Um, and that's been the biggest uh, challenge for me since I came off the road. Um, you know, it, it's, it's making everybody happy. Um, and making guys that don't like one another work together. Um, so that's, it's, it's, it's been hard, but, uh, but I enjoy it. I love it. I'm still hands-on. I, I get to work with the crew chiefs every day. Um, and I get to touch the cars every day and in all aspects of it, you know, so from the chassis building to when the bodies are put on body shop, finish fab, the Hawkeye, I mean, until the thing gets pushed in the truck, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough to be able to put my hands on it and be involved. So it's a lot of fun. Tony, I love your story so much. And it goes back to the family team down in Florida, 1978 track champion at New Smyrna. And then you had the Alan Kowicki era and then over to uh, Junior Johnson's and Hendrick and DEI and all of that. And, and I tell all of that story and you talk about being such a hands-on guy. We look at the culture in the world in 2021, simulation and engineering. Did you ever see it becoming that important in the sport? And then like Kevin James struggles with technology. How has it been for you to, to, to get your arms around that technology? Um, it, you know, I, I, uh, I kind of, to believe it or not, I saw this coming when I was with Alan Wiki. Um, you know, Alan, Alan was a mechanical engineer, right? So I seen this coming. I, I seen, you know, you don't really believe in, and you don't buy into it, but um, you know, being around Ray Abraham, you know, when Ray came over to Allen's over there, you know, I'd been there a while and Ray came and, and those were two very, very intelligent guys. And they were two smart guys that just kind of butted heads. Right. But they were both just as smart as the other one was, but um, you, you know, I, I knew where our sport was headed and I, and I didn't know that it would come this quick, um, but I knew it was heading in that direction. Uh, you know, and then when Alan, you know, like I said, with, you know, we weren't engineers, right. We were just redneck working kids that worked on a car, but he taught us a lot uh, about the engineering side of things. And, helped us kind of get started with understanding why um, and why the sport's going to go this way. And, and uh, is it better? Is it worse? I don't know, but it's the way it's heading. So you either have to adapt. And for me, I adapted well. Um, I realized it was going that way. And as things got pushed further and further into that, that way, I was fortunate enough to, to hook myself up with some good engineers, um, you know, even over at, uh, at DEI. Um, that were with me for, and are still with me now, you know, Johnny's was my engineer for 15 years. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I used Johnny, um, you know, and, and AJ Mergen over at Hendricks, uh, he was an engineer for mine too. So I used those guys for what I didn't know. 
on the engineering side of things, you know, and, and they used me for, for my racing experience that I had, you know, I've seen it. If it happens, I've seen it in whether it's bad or good, I've seen it. Um, so it kind of worked for us. You know, we clicked and I believed in what they, what they believed in and they believed in what I believed in and we didn't buck the system. So, um, you know, we were fortunate to, to, you know, I'm one of the last old dinosaur crew chiefs to stay in there. You know, when Jimmy Finney got out, I was the last one left and, you know, I, I lasted a long time. Um, but I think it's because I accepted it and, uh, wanted to make the best out of it. And I love my sport. I love racing. I love NASCAR racing. And if you're going to survive and you have to learn how to adapt to it. And, uh, you know, I felt like I did a pretty good job at adapting and 2017, I'd already kind of made my mind up that, you know, I got grandkids coming and, and, uh, and then, you know, you win the Daytona 500. That was the nail. That was it. I'm like, okay, now I'm done. That's one thing I wanted to get accomplished, uh, to win that race as a crew chief. I've won it before as a car chief, but, to win that, um, you know, that was it. That, that put the put the staple on it, and um, I'd made up my mind then. Then it was all about getting Johnny ready um, the rest of that season, um, knowing that in 18 he was going to do that job. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a cool ride, and and I love it, and still love it now. You know, do you miss do you miss race morning or climbing on the pit box, being the crew chief at times? Do you miss that? I do, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, when I'm at home, I'm, I'm having all my radio stuff going and, and I, you know, I'm texting back and forth, all the crew chiefs and they're texting me and, you know, whether it's something we got to work on or, you know, it's, I'm sending them things that I see at the racetrack or, you know, on TV. And, um, so I do miss that, um, I, that nervous gut feeling as a crew chief that you get, you know, right before they fire them up, you know, you're sitting there thinking, how's this day going to end? You know, is this going to be my day? And, you know, do I do everything right? You know, please let me do everything right. Don't let me make a mistake. That's the part I miss. Um, But I still get nervous, but I get nervous for all our our teams, all four of them, because I want to see them do good. And I want to see our company uh, do, do well. Um, But I do miss it. You know, I, I miss that part of it. And I miss the people side of it, you know, seeing you guys and, and uh, talking with the media and in the NASCAR officials, you know, we're one big family, right? So uh, I miss that part of it uh, more than anything. I love that you mentioned the NASCAR officials because it is a unique relationship that you as a crew chief have with NASCAR officials. You can be one minute leaning up against a stack of tires, laughing and telling a joke. And the next minute in the heat of battle, you are literally chewing them out. And I love. I I hate that we no longer have officials in every pit because some of my favorite moments are watching you crew chiefs and officials interact. It's like Earl Weaver or Billy Martin. That relationship with the crew chief and official that is an amazing relationship because at the end of the day you're kind of still family as well. Yeah, we are. You know, and and a lot of the officials that have retired, um, you know, either right after I did or right before or even. 15 years ago, you know, we're, we're still good friends. You know, we're on Facebook together and I follow those guys. They follow me and, and even officials now that are still, uh, still doing it, you know, but um, you know, like Bradley's moved over to the truck series as the director of the truck series, you know, and, and I used to fight with Bradley all the time uh, on the cup side, you know, argue. And, uh, but you know, that's all when that's over, it's over. You know, when the race was over, um, you know, the next week, everything's fine. Your best buds again, you're talking to one another and, texting them on the phone or calling them, asking the question. And, and to be honest with you, they're the same way, right? We're a family. We're going to argue. Brothers argue all the time. And, uh, you know, so yeah, I, I, uh, 
those guys are, they have a hard job too, right? My job is to cheat. Their job is to catch me. Um, we can't have one without the other. So, you know, I mean, it would be one-sided, right? They wouldn't have a job if we didn't have guys that want to cheat. There would be no need for inspectors. Uh, and if they didn't have guys that cheat, we wouldn't need them. So it's it's part of everything that we go through. It's no different than football, baseball. It's all the same, but you have to, you know, they have a job to do and you have to respect it. And we're all here to put a show on for the public. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's cool to see those old guys that retired, you know, and, and the things that they're doing and whether it's other jobs or, or, or just hanging out with their family and doing things. It's fun to see them. We have a second channel with MRN. Uh, Alex Hayden was on pit road for a long time and myself. And there'd be times where I'd have your pit or Alex would have your pit and something would happen. And I'd get on the radio and say, Alex, what's going on here? He says, oh, Tony Gibson is chewing this guy out. You know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's part of the sport that it, because it's the passion, Tony, this, this, when you were, you were a little kid in Daytona beach, Florida, and your brother was racing, man, this thing, if you didn't have the passion for it, this would be a terrible job. If you didn't have a passion for it. Yeah. That's what drives you. Right. I mean, that's yeah. what keeps you going is, is your passion for, for whatever you're doing. And mine is racing. And, and I was passionate about it. You know, I, I cared about my guys. I cared about my car or our fans. And uh, when things aren't going your way and whether it was a bad pit stop, I'd chew those guys just like, you know, anybody else. But at the end of the day, that they know that I was passionate. I wanted them to feel the same way. Um, and so, you know, like it goes back to, like I said, DEI, I, I still have, you know, there's, there's still uh, nine guys that work here, actually 10, that uh, came with me uh, back in, in 2008 uh, here to, to Stuart Hall. So, um, you know, they, they, I don't think they hate me that much. They must have liked something to stick with me this long. But, um, you know, I, I treat people fair and I treat people like I want to be treated. Um, you know, I can take criticism just like the next guy. And I've had them yell at me just like I yell at them, you know, but I take it. Um, it's all part of it. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's it's a – passionate sport and um just like anything in any professional sport if you love it that that much and, and and engulfs your life like that then you better be passionate one of the neat things that i love about tony is that we live in the same vicinity um covid has kind of altered probably our pizza eating habits and everything we yeah. have the same uh, we have the same pizza shop we have the same grocery store and everything but i haven't had a chance and and, and usually we get a chance to talk uh, how is the family how are the grandkids how's how, how's everything at home good? everything's everything's really good yeah we um yeah i don't see as much down there at the food line or uh you know, over at Rosario's, uh, yep, you know, yep. or, or the little Chinese restaurant, the pizza place right there at the at the uh, little shopping center. Um, but everything's been good. The grandkids are growing up. Luke will be four this year, and Libby's two, and and uh, my new little grandson Oliver, he's uh, he'll be seven months. So um, yeah, things are flying by, and and uh, you know, getting older, man. We're getting we're getting old. Uh, so yeah, and I see all my friends. You know that. Uh, my racing friends I was looking at uh, uh, Luke Lambert you know his his kids are growing up so fast I can remember when they were just born you know and seeing Ryan Newman's uh, girls are just you know I can remember you know Beth uh, babysitting why Chrissy and Ryan were off doing something when Ryan was driving for us you know they were just just a little baby and now they're growing up and uh, yeah it's uh, but everybody's been good my family's been good um, you know my uh, my mom lives in Georgia on uh, on Lake Sinclair down there, and next to my brother Mark, and so yeah, everything's going good. Um, I can't complain at all, man. 
I usually start our conversations with what I'll end it with. Have you been doing much fishing? How are they biting? Are you uh, you chasing the fish around? Or are you? Well, I, I was, but we've had so much rain that the, oh, the lakes are so muddy um, that it's, I don't mind fishing in the cold, but when the water's just so muddy, yeah. um, you know, the fish get real finicky. And, and uh, so, uh, yeah, I haven't been as much as I'd like to over the wintertime, but I have been a little bit. Um, I went hunting a couple times. Um, so, you know, that was fun. And, uh, you know, COVID kind of put a cramp on everything, you know, the traveling and what you can do it, it, um, it kind of slowed everything down a little bit, but I tried to get out and do as much as I could. Um, and fishing's one thing when COVID hit fishing's one thing that I could go out by myself and not bother anybody and not have to wear a mask. That's what I enjoy about fishing. Social distancing. That's for sure. Out on the lake. No doubt. Tony, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. I love catching up. And I just, I seriously love that this is somewhat your story with the crew. Uh, folks, you can catch it on Netflix. You can download all 10 episodes and watch it. Uh, appreciate the time, my friend, and uh, wishing you the best as we go forward. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Crew Call. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it, guys. And uh, yeah, just call me, man. I enjoy these times. I, I miss the, the, you know, the, the, the times I was on your show and, and I miss those times. It's it's fun to reminisce and talk about things and, and get caught up on, on with everybody. So, uh, yeah, hope you'll have me on again. There he is. Tony Gibson, not Kevin Gibson from the crew. Tony Gibson joining us here on Crew. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Love catching up with old man Tony Gibson, one of my favorite people in the garage area. Again, you can catch The Crew. It's on Netflix, and uh, it's 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 not old school like uh, I used to do must-see Tuesday night where you had to wait the next week. In 2021, you can download a whole season, so all 10 episodes are right there. You can binge watch or pick and choose when you want to watch the shows. The show for NASCAR is headed to Homestead Miami Speedway this weekend. NASCAR Xfinity Series on Saturday, NASCAR Cup Series on Sunday. When we look at the Cup Series, it is going to be fun to watch this play out from a pit road strategy standpoint. Tires will wear. It's Homestead. The fuel windows, well, the the stage lengths are 80 laps apiece and then 107 laps. The fuel window somewhere in the high 50s, so there's going to have to be a pit stop in the middle of it. Pit stops, fuel, tires. Oh, man, it's a pit reporter's dream down there. 
watching these smart crew chiefs make the decisions that's going to take to win the big races. You can follow along on Motor Racing Network all weekend long. We have on Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock the Contender Boats 300 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and Sunday at 2.30 Eastern Time, the Dixie Vodka 400 for the Cup Series. A big, big weekend. You can go to MRN.com, catch all the programming, and really all of your NASCAR news you can get at www.mrn.com. So happy we had the chance to catch up with Tony Gibson. Great to talk to him. Great to see this new little mini chapter in his life with the crew of the Netflix series. And also good to catch up with him on life in general in the NASCAR world. So thanks to Tony, but more important than all of that, thank you for joining us here this week on Crew Talk.